This episode of Vic's Basement is brought to you by EB Games. Support us by buying your video games at EB Games. How are you? How you doing, Scott Jones? Afternoon cheers to you, my friend Victor nice. Lucas. How are you today? I'm good. Got I'm a little good. cloudy outside. Yeah. And uh, it's still very, May, very moderate. May rain this weekend. It's still- <laughs> Tell us about the muffin recipe that you have. <laughs> well, about our I like a lot of fiber in my diet. Yes. Uh, okay, listen. We're missing one. Marissa Roberto. Marissa Roberto is no longer on the show. She's at the sorry uh, to say. Call of Duty Championship. Oh, so she's, she's coming, so she's, much a part of the show. She's, she's coming back again? The uh, the uh, competitive Call of Duty thing that's happening she's right now competing? in Los Angeles. I hope she is. I it's, hope she comes back. The prize is a million bucks. She better come back with a million bucks. A million bucks? That's not a million Canadian. Or is that American? No, American. American. So that's like. That's a real Three million. Three or eight million. In Canada, Canada it'd yeah. be like $750. <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll be missing her today, but, but uh, uh, hope she's having fun down there. Uh, listen, we can't stay long because we have to, oh, we have to stay for a full hour. But yeah. we're, we're going to go home and play uh, Bloodborne. Yes, we are. And we're going to make those creatures, whatever they are, the undead, suffer. It's, that fat one is going to get it. It's so disturbing. That first fat one that you meet oh, right yeah. around the corner. Oh, yeah. That, that mofo. <laughs> that mofo and then the other mofos <laughs> so many and then we spent so much of our lives just looking at you died yeah this is uh, this is an incredible game this Bloodborne we're going to have a review soon yeah. so we're not going to reveal too but much about uh, our let's talk about that I got more things I want to say about that, but yeah. things that we didn't say in our review. So this is kind of a special show today where okay. you're going to get an off the record for Bloodborne and mm-hmm. off the record for lots of things, and that's the way we like to we like to operate. Well, this is bonus content. This is the DVD is. bonus feature. This is right a bonus. Here. If you're a fan, you're yeah. going to want to see the bonus content. But yeah. listen, hey, well, we have to thank everybody though because there's been a lot of people that have been on on Twitch watching for the last hour, watching two episodes of EP, chatting with uh, EPN Blake Siefkin, uh, ladies and gentlemen, who's over there. Uh, there's his hand. I hope uh, those people find regular. No, work we soon. we love that they support us like that. You you guys are amazing. Listen, Thank you so don't much. Don't lose hope. Just get your resume together <laughs> and apply at the no, grocery mart again. Most of them are working. Okay, as they're watching our stuff. But listen, uh, Which is I, awesome. I, and Thank that's you. a nice thing for you to say. But listen, this week has been an emotional week. Yeah, it's been an emotional year. Yes. Ever since I met you, I've been a more emotional man, well, more in touch with my emotions. <laughs> but this week was especially uh, uphill for you. It was pretty hard. Yeah. Are you okay? You want to talk about it or sure. no? Sure, yeah, I'll talk about it. Uh, I'll talk about it, and I'm doing fine, and I know this is going to shock a lot of people because I, I haven't really been uh, in social media talking about this, but uh, my mom passed away this week, and uh, she passed away on Monday, uh, and it was not a surprise. She uh, she had Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. and um, she had it for a long time. It was early onset Alzheimer's, and she was very young. She was only 70. Um, but she had it for a, a very long time, and uh, so we watched my mom really, as you do with Alzheimer's, just you, you lose a little bit more of what you know of that person yeah. over time. So it's been a, a long, hard road, and, and uh, you know, it's true that you probably heard in, in lots of people talking about Alzheimer's when there's that final, you, you know, release and goodbye, it's... It, it's relief more than anything, and mm-hmm. that's that's really what it has been this week. And now, uh, you know, we are gathering family members. My sister's in town from Mexico, and and, uh, and so uh, you know, I've got family around and support like crazy all over, uh, um, you know, all over the world from all kinds of different people, and it's been 
I think that's the most, uh, that's, that's the stuff that wells up the most emotion is just all the love that you receive when you go through something like this. Um, and it's been amazing. And now, you know, I, I'm probably going to receive some more. And it was, I, I think the thing about this show, about Vic's Basement, is that we talk about what's actually happening in our lives. It's not the TV show. But I haven't been on the show for the last few days. Mm -hmm. And maybe some of you have been wondering where I've been. That's where I've been. I've been with my family. Marissa and I were wondering. Yeah. <laughs> Why are we, we doing didn't know. We're like, is, it, is he coming back to help? Is it just us now? No, but uh, I'm doing fine and my family's yeah. doing fine. And, and uh, You seem like yourself. Like you seem like your normal self. I can tell that some sadness has happened and that you feel a little low. Yeah. Um, you're, you're usually so overwhelmingly positive about life and about everything. And then you're just a little, t just like one tick darker than usual but you're finding your way through this and you're making your plans to, to celebrate yeah her passing mm -hmm. and you celebrate know, her and celebrate her and, and and i mean i think this is something i haven't been through and you know everybody my age our age you yeah. know we're all gonna go through this yeah um yeah. and I, i'm sorry that you're sort of one of the first and, and that you kind of got to do it on your own you, you know, know life is fragile and uh when you have I mean, listen, that, that was exemplified by your diagnosis last year, mm -hmm. you know, like stuff comes out of the blue and all of a sudden it just shakes you to the rafters and you got to kind of figure out, you know, how to continue on and how to survive and, uh, you know, the lessons that you learn through all of this stuff. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, my mom was very young, but I was way too young to receive news like, like that. And it was really devastating. This was about 10 or 12 years ago now to first hear that news it was just like oh my god but it it uh it reaffirms that you need to live and you need to enjoy your life you know and that's kind of what we will celebrate with my mom too because she had an incredible life her name was joanne and uh, uh she took us all over the world she took and i've talked about this on the shows and stuff we lived Not in a while mexico. though we yeah. lived in mexico when we were kids and i didn't know how to speak english mm -hmm. I, I i was a blonde-haired spanish kid my, my brother and i and uh well canadian kid in mexico and uh we just you know basically lived there and became citizens of, of that amazing country and my mom met another man and had a, a sister down there who became a huge soap opera star through Latin America, which is hilarious. But mm -hmm. she's her name is uh, Alpha, Alpha Costa, and she's been in tons of Spanish uh, language television shows and movies and things. And she's telenovelas, telenovelas, a lot of that stuff. But she's had a long career in the uh, entertainment industry down there, and she's actually in Vancouver now. Uh, so, you know. That was amazing because she gave me perspective that I think has helped me look at the world from that vantage point that, you know, this was, she was a, she's a five foot two woman raising a couple of kids then. And she goes on this huge life changing adventure, makes another kid, become, brings us back to Canada, has uh, another relationship, has another kid. And she's still single, you know, she's still kind of raising all of us children right. on her own. And she never had a lot of money, but she... Uh, she made us a great life and she mm -hmm. settled us here in Vancouver and uh, the city has been incredible for us to, to grow up in and it was the, you know, like her moving us here and settling us in, in the city was really a catalyst for dreaming and for, for me to have this insane idea for a TV show about video games and 
you know, so I, I owe everything to my mom. She, I don't, she I don't really, really supported know, all that. I don't know your, I never met your mom. No, you didn't. Uh, regrettably. And um, I've heard a lot about her over the years. And I remember, I don't remember all the details, but um, for some reason, I don't know if I'm uh, within my rights to do this, but I, I want to maybe have a moment. I want you to share a moment if you feel like it, or you, we don't have to if you don't want to. About what? Just from your past, from your history, when you guys were together and you're having adventures. And, and I remember one story, and your mom's involved, but I don't remember all the details. My memory's still not as good as it used to be. Yeah. It's never really great. But you now put it's me really... on the spot with my memory. No, I'm not, no but okay. it, was, uh, it was something about driving to the States to get a video game machine. Oh, yeah. I, that's all I remember. Well, my mom is a, was a survivor, you know. She, she had to deal with a lot, of, a lot of things along the way, you know. Like my father, I talked about it in the speech that I gave at uh, TEDx Vancouver. Yep. He abandoned my mom and my brother and I and never took care of child support or anything. And like now I'm a father, so I can't even fathom what kind of a douchebag would do that to their family. Uh, but he did, and so my mom had to deal with that right away. Um, but she learned all kinds of tricks of the trade for, uh, you know, surviving and getting through. I mean, she met a, a, some crazy bank robber. This was this, this uh, you know, the 70s. She met a when, bank robber? Is that what you're yeah, trying to Yeah, in Mexico. And it was a different time in Mexico. It was hippies. I saw, I've been looking through photos and they had this hippie uh, Partridge family Volkswagen bus and they traveled all through Mexico, her and uh, this man that she met down there. Bank robber. Uh, no, and then they met this bank robber guy, oh, okay. and then the bank robber guy was on the lamb, and he gave uh, my mom and and uh, this this other guy, uh, my sister's father, uh, farmland because he couldn't take it. Oh, yeah. So we lived on a farm in Mexico for a yeah. little while, and and uh, yeah, but my mom, but the the border story was. Uh, uh, we got snagged at the border coming across the border when we were from the was, states to Canada. Yeah, from the to states Canada. to Canada, we had bought uh, an Atari twenty six hundred. <laughs> How old are you? I, I, <laughs> I can't believe you're Atari 2600. <laughs> and my mom, uh, when the border uh, guy shined his flashlight, he could see the bag with the Atari 2600. He said, did you declare that? And then, uh, you know, what is that? Yeah. And then my mom turned to me, and she knew what I had in the bag, but she said, yeah. I don't know, Victor, what is that? Because <laughs> <laughs> I think she thought that the, uh, the border guys would have, you know. No, mercy. Yeah, mercy on a kid. Yeah. But nope, they pinched it. And oh, they, really? Yeah, and they said, no, if you want it all back, you're going to have to pay twice as much plus the duties and everything. It was, it was totally oh my, You a, must a have been time. so heartbroken. I was heartbroken. I was mad at my mom, but, uh, <laughs> you know. So, Victor, what <laughs> is that? Exactly. <laughs> but she was, she was a little yeah. hustler, you know. Like she, she had to do all kinds of things to, to keep us rocking, you know, especially when there was so many kids. And, uh, you know, I just... Well, the thing that I really respect about my mom is that she was a small person and she she didn't have a lot to her name, mm-hmm. but she always stood up to things that were wrong or stood up for uh, herself and for her family to, you know, she wasn't afraid to ask for help and she wasn't afraid to do what she could to, you know, give us the best that she could, mm-hmm. you know, and she didn't have, she didn't have anything. I, we, we were raised on, on very little income at all, you know, and, uh, I think that's always given me a, a good deep respect for, uh, the importance and the power of, of money and saving and budgets and things like that that have kept us kind of rocking and rolling as well. 
Um, but it was amazing to see how much power every individual has, you know, because mm -hmm. here's a person that in a lot of other situations and circumstances would have been a, a forgotten one, you know, and us too. And uh, that certainly wasn't the case. You know, my mom was very uh, gregarious and assertive and strong-willed and um, she was always volunteering for different things. We were always going on peace walks and and uh, volunteering for the theater, which maybe might have spurred my love for acting mm -hmm. right, right in the early days. And she was an artist. And, uh, you know, she, she got into the community. And then because of us seeing that, my brother and I and my sisters, I think, also learned to, you know, put ourselves out there. Mm -hmm. and be recognized and work hard and, and uh, do what it takes to get some attention. And mm -hmm. we found a lot of strength through that, you know? Yeah, uh, I, I don't know what to do exactly. I don't think any of us know what to do other than to say we're sorry and I feel sorry for you. But I also want to say, I don't know if this is the wrong thing to do or say, but I kind of like maybe today's show is dedicated to her. It is. She deserves more well, than that. What, but what that's I, what I was thinking about, and I thank you for that. What I was thinking about is that we've we joked right from the beginning that it was my mom making us. Uh, oh yeah, right. meatloaf and stuff like that, right? And, in our mom, basement, right when, when it was just an audio podcast. <laughs> I forgot. And uh, yeah, she was always in my mind, you know, because yeah. of course she couldn't be doing that, but it, she was always in my mind that, yeah. that that was a nice, you know, touch to her, you know, and a, and a tip of the hat to her. And in fact, the earliest days of, of Electric Playground in, in 1997, the intro piece, when I was introduced as the cub reporter on the show, I, I was on, uh, we, we shot stuff at uh, the Pacific National Exhibition, which is our little uh, fair here. And I was on one of those swing type things oh, yeah, where I remember, I'm swinging yeah. around and I'm looking at the camera and I'm saying, hi, mom. And that's the thing that's in the beginning of the show, right? So, yeah. Uh, you know what, man? Like, I created EP... Because my wife and I, she was my girlfriend at the time, we had to move back home into her home to save money to build this dream and this business. But I created EP in her house that she was renting. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. And I lived in, in the upstairs, so that would have been the, the, the first literal, except I was an upstairs, Vic's basement, where I created the idea for the electric playground. And I ran... I came up with, a, you know, I've told this story before, I came up with dozens of different types of names, but I ran the electric playground by her and, and uh, she liked that. And, and that was a huge influence, you know? So, love you, mom. Thank you, mom. Your mom uh, always been part of all the stuff that you make yep. in the world. And really, you probably wouldn't have made any of these things without her influence totally. on your life. That's absolutely, absolutely true. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I kind of miss her, even though I don't know her. I yeah. don't really, I know you, and I feel like I know her through you. My relationship with you is because of because of what she did, the work she did before yeah. I even met you. Well, she taught me the power of people, you know, yeah. and she taught me, uh, you know, about standing up for things that you believe in and, and uh, uh, being strong and, you know, and to... She once told me that she was so proud of me that I didn't become a lawyer. And that's not a, an offense to anybody out there that is a lawyer in that yeah. profession or yeah. in that. But to have a mom that says that is yeah. just, that's kind of indicative of What the, did she say exactly? Something? She said, I'm so proud of you that you didn't become a lawyer. That you didn't become a lawyer. You know, that's right. Like, who says that? You know? Your mom. My mom said yeah. it to me. She's you know? a... I'm sure she would have been proud of me if I did become a lawyer. Well, but... you would have been a very strange lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, I... Uh... 
I don't know what you do uh, now that... I mean, this is a period of mourning. Yeah. I mean, there are flowers literally in the office yeah, today. Xbox uh, uh, compatriots sent us some nice flowers today. But... Which, um, or they've been in the office and they're amazing. But people I, have been amazing all people, throughout the industry right. too. I posted something about it on my Facebook, which I don't open to the... Uh, general public, I just I deal with uh, people that I actually know in life and in the in the work that I do and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's been overwhelming, and to, yeah. to have all of that and texts and messages and and now some, I'll probably get some more. And it's it's overwhelming. But she was incredibly important to me. Yeah. You know, the um, uh, at a funeral, mm-hmm. people would wear like a black veil as a sign of mourning yeah. for a while. Are you gonna? Wear like a black plaid shirt for a little while. That would be your your morning shirt. I'm just trying to lighten the mood. It's so heavy today. <laughs> no, I'll probably be wearing a suit. We're uh, we'll have a nice nice family get together for sure. Yeah. But let's talk about this week. There's what other things going on. What do you want to talk about? Well, we. Uh, I don't want to talk about Bloodborne anymore. Okay. Well, well we just we... started to talk about Bloodborne. You know what? I'm, okay, you got a question? Uh, well, first of all, everybody in the chat wishes you their condolences. Oh, thanks, thanks, guys. Thank you. So I just wanted to let everyone know that they want Scott to hug you. Um, <laughs> we'll hu- we'll, we'll hug, hug at the end. For them. We'll hug at the end. Okay. I don't. I like touching. All right. That's very nice. So, oh, that's it. No questions. Okay. Yeah. I guess. Sorry for the downer, everybody. No, it's not a downer. It's just life. Like I hate that these things get couched as oh, that's too low. That's just what we all have to deal with. Well, that's know? what this podcast was about, right? It's the, it's real. You guys are getting what's happening with us outside of the confines they of our twenty-three have. minutes. You know. But you know, even even today when we were shooting our Bloodborne review, yeah, I, I we just wanted to be honest. Like yeah. I didn't finish Bloodborne. I <laughs> wish I could. Yeah. I've tried really hard. <laughs> I really had a lot of problems trying to get through it and I enjoyed the challenge of it it's but it's a smackdown I'm, type of game I'm not you know I'm not I'm not a kid who's I haven't put a hundred hours into it and I, I didn't do it and so I'm just we're, we've always been honest with them yeah and you're just being honest now and yeah. in a, uh, just in a really personal way and I and how amazing is it though with Bloodborne that you can just be starting it or not be far into it but you can appreciate how incredible it is. And even though you're working through the frustration and, and uh, the embarrassment of being beat down by these, these creatures over and over again, which Scott and I both are, but it's an absolutely incredible piece of work. It's stellar design and it's you know beautiful. It has all of the, the traditional types of things that we would associate with great video game making, but that difficulty level is also so wonderful and so rewarding even though it's it's trashing you and thrashing you and and you know you died is it's big statement back at you but we grew up i can't let go of the controller every time i die i'm like okay let's go you know like it's it's a fact of life like we're not young men we but we lived in a time speak for yourself well, Dick's still very young, but but we we grew when we first grew up. Video games were just they were hard. They were always they were based they were in the arcade first and foremost. So you were only be, supposed to play two to seven minutes. Yeah. Like that was the stretch yeah. of time. That's yeah. it. And so when games became home games, how amazing would this be as an arcade game? I know, but I'm trying to make okay. a point. All right. Anyway, an you know idea. what the point is. Just forget. No, me. no. Say the point. Okay. Finish it off. Uh, Anyway, when, when games came home in the history of games, you, yeah. you would get the arcade game at home and you'd yeah. be able to have that same two to seven minutes <laughs> of fun in your living room. But then games started growing in new, strange, weird ways. Yeah. And, uh, and now we have these you know, games that can be 
five to to fifty hours. Yeah, uh, and 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 that's something that's relatively recent. Like it's probably in the last maybe. 20, 30 years that yeah. games have been that long. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, the thing that I, I just... The thing that I didn't say in, in the review today, and I, I think Bloodborne is great, and uh, maybe my score is off. I don't know. You guys will tell me. But I... Uh, I just wish that I had a little more uh, acrobatic, gymnastic, Devil May Cry, Dante. Yeah. Because sometimes I deserve the punishment, and sometimes I just feel like it's not... Like it's you, not the as, camera gets hung up when yeah, you're trying to rotate around a guy. Things, yeah. You just like your guy is is kind of laboring underneath the weight of the axe or whatever weapon you choose for him. Right. And he just feels like if he just could move a half step quicker, but maybe I, I would be able to get away from something. I, I think what happens though, and I agree with you. I I have. I mean, I tweeted about this. I want there to be a God of War mode in this damn game. It would just be fun to be able to go ape shit on everybody. It would be yeah. Incredible. But I think the what happens is that this doesn't go that far, but you are able to, uh, uh, you know, get very comfortable with the mechanics and the the distance from the enemies, and suddenly you are just laying waste, and suddenly that fear starts to chip away, and then it's just all bring it, you know. Then it's all just like let's go into this into this battle. I don't know if game. you ever get that in I, this game. I, I've get I've gotten that until I've gotten to some of these bosses, and then it's just like oh my. God. It's so funny though. Start again. At the very beginning, I um I didn't know what I was doing at yeah, all. Yeah. And I just kept doing the wrong thing and the game wasn't even You were trying to go and kill everybody without any Well, weapons. I'm just talking about trying to do kung fu on that wolf. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know. Like, there's a guy. This is I've never not seen an enemy and then gone away from I'm not killed it. And so I'm just like, I guess I'm supposed to And the wolf was just like Blood, like blood coming out of me like a geyser everywhere and I just like I did that ten times and I thought that's like uh, maybe like... I can get by this wolf <laughs> maybe I just need to leave him behind and so I got away from him and that was a revelation I mean I can't remember the last time a game just sort of just left you there yeah. like Good luck. Here's a wolf. You can do kung fu on him if you want to, or you can try to run by well, him, which is not easy either. That's the beautiful thing about the design is that every element is game. Absolutely. Play. Every element is is uh, you know a puzzle to solve and to, to sort of discover. You see all of those gravestones, and you know that they're all about uh, you know leveling up and giving you new abilities and new you, you know new you know new outcomes within the adventure. And uh, it's inspiring because it's, you can see it's all sitting there. Doors that are closed will be open later on. I don't know how, uh, I don't know what your playthrough was like. Yeah. The, the bit, I don't know, I don't, you haven't finished it either, I don't no, think. No. Okay. We're no. still working on it. But, oh, yeah. And I, I want to try. I, yeah. wanna, I really want to finish this game. But, you know, I looked, I did look at the internet because I, I had to, we, have to, we had the deadline to do this review. Yeah. And I read a little bit, a little piece. I didn't want to walk through, but I just wanted some encouragement. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and the internet's available for yeah, that. For and, sure. And so I saw this story written by a, a guy named Kirk Hamilton at Kotaku. Yeah. And it was just basically some general tips as you go into the game. And just getting a few tips, knowing that maybe I was doing this right, knowing that the personal choice that I made, not doing Kung Fu on the wolf but then running by it those are the kind of choices i'm going to have to get used to making yeah uh and i'm going to have to be more responsible for myself right. in a way that i'm not really responsible in a every video game that we go into even you know i couldn't help but also think of shadows of mordor yeah which was wonderful yeah and i'm still so fascinated by that game 
but it does a lot of hand-holding in the beginning. Oh, for sure it does. And, and, and I'm just thinking, Shadows of Mordor didn't leave anything ambiguous. Well, that's what's amazing about RPG as a genre. It has infiltrated every aspect of game design to the, like, to the point where there are basketball experiences that feel like you're playing a role-playing game. Right. And you can have all of these incredible tangents that are all still very true to like core Dungeons and Dragons type fundamentals. You know, this feels like you got into some huge, uh, you, you know, massive campaign with the, playing Bloodborne, and your your guy dies, and then you're 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 totally screwed. You know, this this does kind of feel like that. But then so does playing uh, Dragon Age. You know, and so does playing uh, Shadow of Mordor in a way. You know, you know there were a couple of moments. Uh... You know, last night I, I found a, a thing in the pause menu yeah. uh, that uh, told me I was level 10. I didn't even know I was leveling up the whole time. Right. You know, and, and, and so the things are, I'm still learning things about this game. And, you know, there's no tutorial. There's no, there's no, it just immediately, it's not even just gently uphill. It's just like this at the beginning. Yeah. And good luck. You know, the other thing is I, I kept finding blood vials. You're supposed to gather these blood echoes. Yeah. That's what you use to level up. Yeah. And upgrade your weapons and everything. Uh, but I kept finding these blood vials which restore your health. Yeah. I'm sorry, I sound like an, an idiot. I know you guys love Bloodborne. <laughs> but I would pick them up, and I, I keep pick, picking them up, and I kept losing them again. I couldn't find them. I found them in my menu. There's just This game just confuses me and baffles me. Yeah. But I never for one second doubt that there's a reason why I can't find something. There's a reason why I can't go there. There's a reason why these things aren't appearing in the menu. And I will understand that reason at some point. Today, I don't understand it, though. Yeah. No, it's uh, an incredible accomplishment. I want to talk about something else that you haven't experienced. You're going to experience that this weekend. Because the review is, uh, yeah, it's going to be amazing. Sex. By the way, have we all uh, made a comment about Scott's new swoopy hairdo? I just came from Isn't the hair that incredible? guy. incredible? What's Incred wrong with it? that? Whoosh. What's wrong it's with like it? It's like Anchorman hair, man. I love it. It's amazing. I'm tr listen, it's, very, I, it's very stylish. I'm 52 years old. And <laughs> I'd like to stay on this show. And unless I have a fancy toupee, <laughs> they put this one on me today. Great. Okay, hair looks amazing. Okay, talk about whatever uh, you want to talk about. Final Fantasy 15 demo. I did not expect to freaking love this thing. Have you, what has been your... I didn't even know you were a Final Fantasy guy. I like Final Fantasy, absolutely. I've played tons of these games over the Have years. you really? Tons, but I... I, I thought Tommy I, was the I, Final Fantasy I, I, guy. He's renowned as the, the Final Fantasy fan. He loves Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Final Fantasy 15 is is uh, a marvel, man. I mean, what I've played of it so oh, far. Oh, you just got the demo. Yeah. Okay. It's, it comes with the Final Fantasy Type 0 HD. I don't even know. That's a crazy title for that game, but which we're reviewing, which is... Uh, it, it, uh, we'll, we'll review it later. But the uh, Final F Fantasy XV demo is awesome. I mean, it's fully sort of Rome open world kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. You get everybody on screen. You're not sort of uh, just playing as... Well, you're playing as one character, but all of your buddies are there with you. Uh, and the mechanics are really fun. It's got sort of a... Um, uh, an action twitchy in the vein of a Devil May Cry or, or God of War type sort of combat experience. I like those. You're able to warp to different areas. Uh, you're hunting and you're collecting. You're chasing after a giant beast. But the graphic quality and the sense of uh, uh, you know danger and all and the sort of moment to moment kind of satisfaction mm -hmm. of playing the game is uh, really remarkable. And can, it's a huge progressive leap for the franchise. Can you make friends with a chocobo? Yes, you can. You, there, That's there are awesome. wild chocobos running around, but everything feels like 
We're getting closer to how can, we imagine. Can you ride an airship? I don't know. Probably. I, I, I haven't gotten that far. And they haven't finished the game, so this might just be a taste of something that is just in the middle of it. Or, you know, maybe they do get more linear like they did with uh, Final Fantasy XIII. Or, you know, maybe they botch it up. But what I've been playing so far, I've been really enjoying. They've done a really nice job. And it's obvious that the developers have been looking at things like, uh, like Skyrim, you know, and, and taking some, uh, some notes and some pointers. So I'm excited to hear your thoughts, but I, I've had a really good time with it. Uh, well, I mean, I always have had a m mixed feelings about Final Fantasy. I've never been a, a huge fan. I've never really uh, been intrigued by the storylines yeah. or the chocobos or the airships or the cloud cities that you visit. I, the you, fiction I of it isn't very interesting. The gameplay itself is, isn't very interesting to me. I'm not saying it's bad. It just yeah. doesn't connect with anything personal in me. I tr I've tried. I played most of Final Fantasy XII for the PlayStation 2 mm -hmm. because of a, a promise I made to my friend John Tatey once. Right. He asked me if I would please, he's a huge Final Fantasy fan, right. and he's obsessed with 12, and I love him, and we have been friends with him for years, and I played through three quarters of it, and then I just thought, John and I aren't that good of friends. <laughs> Maybe that's enough. What was the uh, Sasha Baron Cohen movie? It wasn't, uh, it was the, not, not Borat, what was the other one, was it Bruno? Bruno, yeah, that's Bruno. Right. Uh, there's a very Bruno-esque opening sequence in uh, Final Fantasy XV demo, okay. where the camera just lingers over four dudes in a uh, in a tent for a very long time, and I just I was just like, okay, what's happening? What, Every, and everybody, most of them are shirtless, and it's just they're all just hanging out. <laughs> wasn't, <laughs> wasn't that a uh, that was available for the PlayStation Portable? Which uh, Final Fantasy four dudes in a tent. <laughs> 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 And then, and then a chocobo runs in after, <laughs> after they spend uh, 45 minutes uh, having an inane dialogue. Well, speaking of um, yes, four dudes in a tent. Moving right along. Well, you had uh, the Mission Impossible uh, Rogue State? Nation. Rogue Nation. Uh, trailer hit this week. I saw yes. you and Russell Yes, talking I talked about, about it. it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I like that we do that on the show, that we have our discussions like that yeah. now. But I, I kind of wish... Uh, that we could do a, a, like we did on the podcast with the Star Wars one the one yeah. day, like a little more of a slower unpacking. You know, let, right. let, let's digest this we a little 20, more. Twenty three minutes. Of I know. Yeah, we so we got to hustle. We so yeah. Marissa and I kind of hustled through it, but I for sure. I mean, I, I love looking at these little um, tastes of yeah. entertainments, yeah. bigger meals that are going to come at some point down the line. Full on, yeah. Uh, I know you're a big fan of Mission Impossible, and you're I'm also a Tom Cruise fan. I'm when I go over to your real basement, Tom Cruise poster <laughs> right on the wall. He's, I don't, but it's I am one, a big fan of Tom Cruise. It's the all the right moves. In movies, I liked what Marissa had to say. He's kind of, there's some stuff about him in, uh, in reality, which feels a bit weird, but the, the, the effort, the commitment in his movies is always apparent, you know, and it looks like he's he's 52 and he's really he's really killing it in this trailer, at least. I don't know. Like, I, I honestly, this just feels like white noise to me. You know, yeah. I, I if, in the same for Spectre, we may as well talk about that in the same the trailer's breath. dropping today, too. I can't wait for that. Uh, but the uh, I, I, I just like I I needed uh, I don't even know what his name is. The guy who plays James Bond. I needed Daniel that guy, Craig. Daniel yeah. Craig. I needed him. 
uh, for Casino Royale, and I haven't yeah. needed him since. I don't need any more James Bond. I thought right. the last couple of movies were awful. Like they're just not interesting. I don't remember one thing about them. I can remember you like, every. Fr- you didn't like Skyfall? No, I did not like Skyfall. You didn't like the the Joker esque no, stuff that none happened. Of it, nothing, yeah. No, no, I didn't like it. Or I didn't like what what's his name, Javier Bardem. Yeah. No, all terrible. Yeah. Go back to Casino Royale. That was a movie. So he he he's done uh, Casino Quantum. Quantum, awful. Which there was a, some okay stuff in it, and oh then and then Skyfall. We shouldn't go into a movie looking for okay no, stuff. No, I know, I agree. Casino set the bar so high, so high. But I, that's the bar the same, for. That's where it should be for same all the James Bond movies. with Pierce Brosnan, man, that was an incredible Bond movie, and then he never could recapture that. But again. then when I watch Mission Impossible and I look at this uh, trailer for this new one, whatever it's called, Lost yeah. Bombs or whatever. Yeah. But the uh, Lost Bombs, <laughs> Fallen Nation. But the uh, but the thing is. I, like why this is just a James Bond thing like this is a James just leave that leave that to James Bond he's got it covered we can't even make a you know consistently good James Bond movies now we gotta have a Mission oh, it's, Impossible it's the age of spies man there's I don't, tons like, of spies. make good happen. ones though like, I know no, no I, more I, of this I agree. stuff I agree Tom Cruise make Edge of Tomorrow 2 that's not gonna happen I like that movie I know that was a good one I, that was a good one what else is happening? What about you? Did you see these things? I saw the trailer. I okay. liked it. I'm, I'm excited. I didn't like four that much, and two was, you know, I liked it when I saw it in the theater, and then you see it again. It's like this is crap. First one's kind of confusing. The third one was good. The oh, J. the J. Mission Impossible. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm psyched to see what they do with this one. When is the last time you saw anything by J.J. Abrams that you didn't like, though? I didn't like um, what was the section? No, not section. Super Eight. Yeah, that was so yeah. disappointing. First half was pretty cool. We saw it. We reviewed that. It was it was junk. Did we? Well, we saw it together. I remember there were some black monkeys climbing on a on a power line. Yeah, that's all I remember. And, and Star- Kyle Chandler. And Star it. Trek Two was bad. Did he direct that? Yeah. I really got to start checking IMDb. Yeah, no, and that was that was disappointing. JJ's not infallible. <sighs> yeah. But they want him back for nine. They want him back for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So they've seen the, like the, like the studio has seen the rough cuts let, let, and everything. But let's happening. see how it connects with people. Sure, fair All enough. All right. But they want it back. They're trying to okay. they're trying to pull him back. Well, that means right he now. wasn't a jerk when he made the films, which is good. Mostly, yeah. Right, thanks for not being a jerk. That's a good accomplishment right there. Right. I want to see some art. Me too. I want to see something that moves me the way that While We're Young moved me on Monday. Marissa and I, I saw that review. It was just on, oh, the, did you? on the stream. Oh, you watched the show. Yeah. That's good did it you move watched. you? You gave it a six and a half. <laughs> it didn't really move me. <laughs> I thought there were some interesting a parts. Move you? Oh. No. Why do we have to go into poop? I don't know. But uh, I, uh, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. Who cares about that movie? Ben no. Stiller, actually neurotic again. Yeah. Let me watch, though. If you're out there and you're watching... I've got a new haircut. <laughs> right here, baby. This could be yours. <laughs> this just in. Scott Jones <laughs> has got a new haircut. <laughs> Any questions? I went, yeah, people yeah. want to know what you think of the new Deadpool costume that was just unveiled. Awesome. I showed it to Jones. Jones uh, raised an eyebrow, but I thought it was, I thought it was so smart. Tom and Cruise. also Lex Luthor, uh, Jesse and Eisenberg. the Eisenberg photo, very cool. I also saw all of the uh, Adam Sessler parodies that were all over the internet, and those were very funny. Tom, Tom Cruise, and right next to that poster of Tom Cruise, Ryan Reynolds. That's okay. the sign of Vic Spaceman. Is that what's happening? Yep, it's down there. I, I like the Ryan Hall Reynolds. Of men. I do feel like he's made some terrible choices, and uh, he's gotten into some ruts, but I, I hope that this is rede- his redemption. What about that Blake Lively, the... That was a very good decision that he made. I, th- I think, and you know, 
I don't know if like I, that Green Lantern movie still is, is an abomination, and I own the damn Blu-ray. What's and every time I look at it, I why just, do you own the Blu-ray? Because I I get these you superhero fool. movies so much support because it just blows my mind that these things get made. Uh, but Blake Lively was one of the better choices in that movie, and I don't know if everybody else agrees with me, but I think she was a great Carol Ferris. I think she did a very good job with that. She is lovely to look she, at. Yeah, she is, and she. But she Whew. also held her own in the role, and I thought that she uh, was unjust. She was unjustly uh, looped in for the the movie. Like she was one of the better parts of the thing. So that good decision there. But Deadpool, yes, excited. I'm excited that they're making it in Vancouver. I think all of these superhero. Uh, people, I mean, you're looking. I have, we haven't seen the Powers TV show. We've got to review that. It's on the PlayStation uh, Network, but I don't think it's arrived in Canada yet. Uh, oh, apparently, it's, it's supposed to be great. But what's happening is that all of these, you know, creators and content people that are building TV shows and movies and stuff—they're all watching. They're all taking their notes now, and even Gotham has gotten a little more interesting. <laughs> Come it's, on, even Gotham. And That's there aren't the meanest even, thing you said about Gotham. Well, it, but I know it's, it's even Gotham started to get a little problems. interesting. I like, I like Gordon. I like yeah. uh, Bullock. I like Bruce Wayne. I like Alfred. There's yeah. some really good stuff in there. I like you, buddy. But uh, Daredevil's coming out next month. I can't wait for that. Mm -hmm. I feel Daredevil. like I feel like they're paying attention, and this all loops back to Deadpool. They knew they know they screwed up before, and they know they've got a lot of. Uh, catching up to do over at Fox and in the superhero world and Ryan Reynolds needs a career boost. Is there a trailer for it yet? No. All they've done is they've taken a uh, taken a picture but they, they're shutting down the Georgia Viaduct here in Vancouver for mm -hmm. a week because mm -hmm. Deadpool's taking over that and they're going to be shooting action sequences on there. Ooh. And that's coming up very soon. Well, that pisses me off because now it's going to really inconvenience my commute. Blake's going to be late for work. <laughs> You've just heard Blake pipe in about traffic. There goes my commute. So this this came in today. This yeah, is what our is toy this? break today. This looks like a sex toy. What this is, is uh, way more than a toy break, though. This is the uh, Homeworld Ooh. Special Edition nice. box set, the collector's edition. And uh, I just found out that this existed a couple weeks ago. Let me stand away. Ago, let me stand away here. And I uh, asked them to send one because I really wanted to okay, uh, let me help take you. a look at this on the show. I love the game. We've reviewed the game. Uh, we also showed the <laughs> infamous uh, Tommy and I review of Homeworld 2. Oh, did that bring back memories? Oh, yeah. If I got a pebble in my shoe, I take off my shoe and I throw the damn pebble. Whoa. I love that. That, was, that it, sounded like it, Tommy. It made me laugh. Yeah. Uh, so it comes with an art book. Let me hold this for you. Okay, you got that? I got it. I'm strong. All right, I'm going to flip through the art book, everybody. I, a, I got a haircut. Take some screens. Yep. And it's got a whole, a whole bunch of the lore and a whole bunch of the story stuff. Oh, my God. If women come over to your house and they so, see that on your coffee table, so beautiful. you're going to get laid for sure. Women love, love beautiful they games love, like this. That's great. They love art like this Listen, and design like this. You've seen my series on how to date women. How to Do not put the Homeworld <laughs> art book out on your coffee table yes. when ladies well, come I've over. I've seen how well it works for you. Get a haircut like this. Check, <laughs> check. I also have a Homeworld... Keychain. Mm. Notice that I said I also have. Yeah, that, that's yeah, all. This it's, is this not is going anywhere near. All yours. Yeah, Mr. for cynicism. Sure. Uh, hold on, I can't get my keychain out. There it is. Oh Look boy. at that. That's valuable. Dope. I got wings. Ruby's gonna inherit that. Someday. I love that. That's for you, Ruby. <laughs> In 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> What's and, this? Now? And then the card for the game. Oh, so the game is on a. On a yeah. Is it PC version? Yep. Oh, it's so only, only on the PC. PC. Yeah. Jeez, this code this, goes on forever. I don't think this would work on a... But here is the yeah. pièce de résistance. This looks like a sex toy. I was going to... No, it is not a sex toy. That's sex one toy. Of the, 
the uh, it's the mothership basically where all yeah. of the different uh, units in in Homeworld pop out of. So they it's come out of all these primitive different sex toy. Look at this; it's so darn cool. And then it stands on the the rock base from the game. Ooh, that's a collector's item. So you put it on there, and uh, I don't know how you quite connect it. Let me hold it. But it uh, it connects to USB, and then it mm -hmm. all lights up and powers up. So this is going right beside the computer. This is awesome. And I know it's going to make my desk so envied. Envied. You're going to look at my setup and you're going to want it so bad. But nope, there's only one. Uh, can, can I get it in my own office? <laughs> so I don't have to look at this stuff? This is gorgeous. It's really so wonderful. It's wonderful. Cool. That's a great toy break, everybody. Love it. That's it. Put everything back in there. Be and careful. I, and I'm sorry that this this is a, a toy break where. Uh, Wait a second. That's not quite in, in right. There I think these go. are sold out. I don't think you can get them anywhere. So. Oh boy, I, I'm sure everyone's excited. It's it's very cool. Are you kidding? Look at this design. Look at it. It's so sleek, so stylish. I'm really impressed. And gearbox. This was, this, I mean, Gearbox brought this all back out, which is fantastic. Did, did, really good stuff. Was that gratifying for you? It was gratifying, yeah. To open that up? Well, I'm going to watch it later and, and, and uh, get giddy again. So, yes, that was very gratifying. Well, you could just take it home and just look at it all night. No, it's going right beside the computer. Okay, it's got, so it's definitely going to stay here. It's definitely. definitely. I mean, it's I, be right near I think you just want to be quiet for a minute and think about it a little bit. <laughs> Why? You may want to go home. <laughs> With your a Tom Cruise All the Right Moves poster. I don't Ryan, have a Tom Cruise poster. And Ryan Reynolds. I've got, and I've got an awesome Raiders poster. Which I got, may appear on uh, Vic's Basement at some point. Uh, I can't wait for that episode. Has anybody, does anybody got any uh, updates or has seen any new photos of Harrison Ford or anything? I, like, he's disappeared. I guess he's healing. But I, I don't think anything's been released. Nothing's been released, right? I'm really worried about him. Is he okay? He's okay. He's, he's alive. I know he's alive, but like, does he look okay? Does he have a giant He's okay. Gash? Are you kidding? Even if he had a thing, and they can fix it. Not like when Mark Hamill got hurt mm -hmm. between the original Star Wars and Empire. That's right. He got very crude plastic surgery. You know what they can do to you now? Did he, did he crash a Corvette? Was that what he did? I don't remember. Do you know? Corvette. It was a okay. it was a car crash. Was it a Corvette? Because he made. What are you doing? We did this already. What's no, I'm what? doing it again. Why is it no, coming? Putting, in? <laughs> this back. We did that. <laughs> no, you can do it again, buddy. Yeah. Uh, no, he made Corvette Summer. Do you ever see that movie? Uh, no, I did not. That's a weird cult classic thing. It might be on Netflix. It was actually uh, a pretty cool movie. But the the plastic surgery he got. Yeah. Very crude compared to what they're sure. going to be able to do should Harrison Ford need anything. <laughs> they can do anything now if you this want. Episode eight. Harrison Ford in a Bacta tank. Did you say Bacta tank? Yeah, Bacta tank, Bacta. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. Bacta. Uh, but he's going to be okay. Like, no matter what's wrong with Thanks. him. Thank you. He's very handsome. Yep. And even if a part of his face is mangled, the whole rest of it, will you'll be looking at that part. Anyway. Right, okay. So this you won't even see that part that right, okay. doesn't work. He'll still be 95% handsome. Oh, man, he's yeah. so good-looking. I'm not even into men, but <laughs> he's very good-looking. So he's okay, and, and uh, uh, I don't know, what else? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger has a new movie called Maggie, in which he plays a father of a girl who appears to be an infected zombie. They've sure been playing The Last of Us making that movie haven't they you know it was really fun this yeah. week uh, I don't know if you saw the shows this week but uh, we Marissa and I had fun doing uh, 
Arnold voice. I did see that. It was awesome. <laughs> and not only that, but you had to hear the studio. Like, that's all we did for like an hour. <laughs> and it was so fun. Hers was so terrible, but it's still new. So she's got she's to grow into it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, she's going to get great at the Arnold voice. She kept I liked your It Follows intro. That made me laugh out loud. And, and what the, was the It Follows one? the uh, popcorn uh, bloat. That, that was, was awesome. mine. That was great. And, okay. and also Marissa chasing you around. I thought that was really good. Oh, the It Follows. We're critiquing our own show now on Vic's Basement. This is how classic oh, we, we are. Like it's, Seven out of ten. <laughs> no, but it, it's fun to make the show. We have a good time. Well, we I wasn't around, laugh. so it was great to see all it that. Was, yeah, it was great. I, I didn't know we could have fun without Vic, okay? It's, I it, said it. You, what are you looking at Please now? have fun without me. Around. We did have fun this week, and uh, you haven't done your Arnold Schwarzenegger in a, in a while. I, I can't do it. It's terrible. Get down! Get down! Get me to the chopper! If Fubar is watching, I'm sorry, buddy. I no, apologize. That was, that was bad. Get me to the chopper. But the thing is, I can I tell you're not into it. You're, you're not giving it. I can't do it. That's Get terrible. me to the chopper. This is better. So no, number one is me. It. Number two. Well, number one is Jose. Mm -hmm. Number uh, number one B is me. I'm oh, so, there's two number ones. Right. Okay. And then Marissa, number two, surprise, and Vic is like fourth. All right. I don't okay. even know who's third. All right. Let's talk about the biggest movie news of the week. Sorry, I have to interrupt you guys. Yeah. Uh, just breaking right now, yeah. um, they're rumored to be making a new Star Trek TV series. Wow. Is it breaking or is it... It, it just... Latino Review just posted it. Okay. So uh, it's not official or anything, but I just thought... New that's Star not, Trek That's clearly TV more show. important than anything else. So <laughs> I, Get Blake, down! Blake is a Trekker, right? Uh, what I, I actually don't know or care what... If the name is supposed to be. I, I'm just a Star Trek fan. Blake loves Star Trek. Could I sit a little closer yeah. to you? We always uh, we have Star Trek, Star Wars versus Star Trek Wars around here all the time, and uh, he always tries to say silly things like. Do we still have a war? No, no, he, with Blake. That the Enterprise would uh, take down the Millennium Falcon or it would. silly things like that. It, yeah. it would. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know no, what, guys? Who have we pitted against each other? Darth Vader and Spock? Guys, yeah, it's, it's Darth Vader would probably win in that situation, yeah. but the Enterprise would beat the Millennium Falcon because the Enterprise has shields and the Millennium Falcon does not. It has shields. It takes but, some hits. I don't know if it could take all of the ion, photon, torpedo type. Yeah, see, the thing was, there's less rules in Star Trek because the writers just make up bullshit to... to Fit whatever episode. There's less rules the in Star Trek. Yes, believe, believe it or not. Yes, there's less because Star Trek has so many episodes. It has like I don't know, like 500 episodes plus right. 12 movies. Yeah, and the writers, you know, they've made up more nonsense. Gotcha. Over the years than Star Wars has. So I there's literally, literally any just make up a word and be like, I'm just gonna rotate my shield harmonics and I'm gonna make a photon torpedo with a. Uh, uh, qu quantum shielding to get mm -hmm. through your shields and it'll blow the land. I think admitted it that Star Wars one versus Star Trek Star because he said Star Trek was nonsense, and we well, just—they're all nonsense. Recorded. Blake said it was nonsense. nonsense. It is recorded. Yeah. That, did yeah. everyone get that recorded? We don't even have to stitch Listen, that together. On, on the on the plane back from uh, San Francisco, where they have the game developers conference, I watched uh, the Wrath of Khan. Yeah, I hadn't seen that. It's an amazing movie. And, and, so long, and so long. That's who you fashioned your whole uh, fitness regime around. <laughs> you often come in with bare chested. No, I don't. <laughs> Vic, I don't like anyone to see my bare like, chest. I have a very small sunken chest and small shrunken how, how penis. Does it stand the, how does it stand the test of time? Is it still 
no, you know, I saw it when I was a kid yeah. only because of Star Wars. Yeah. I, you know, Star Trek was the only, sh we could get that up in the country where mm -hmm. we lived. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, my brother and I would try to watch it. It was so boring. But I, we, I went to see Wrath of Khan mostly because I enjoyed Star Wars so much. Right. And uh, I remember enjoying it at the time. But watching it now as a grown man, it's a bad movie. Like, Star Wars is a, it's still a great movie. The yeah. special effects, for sure, are not as surprising as they were in 1977. But the Wrath of Khan is just, it's awful. Blake, how do you stand on that? Is that your favorite one? Yeah, it's a lot of people like The Wrath it. of Khan is probably the best action movie ever made. Um, okay. Well, if you well, look at a, a, a good you movie... Have Raiders of the Lost Ark? Yes, I have. A, Raiders of the Lost Ark <laughs> kind of falls apart at the end. Oh! Whoa! Don't look at it, Marion. This good is movie, where the, the a, podcast starts to break up and yeah. crowd. A good <laughs> movie to compare the Wrath of Khan to is The Avengers. The Avengers the, the to new, Wrath, of, yeah, Wrath of Khan. The okay. Avengers is a extremely well-crafted film where they have all these different characters that are, are pre-established and, and have their own history and everybody loves and they find unique and interesting things for each one of the characters to do and it feels natural and organic. Right. The Wrath of Khan does the same thing but with the original Star Trek crew. Okay. I've got to watch a, it It's again. a very well... I don't know why Scott doesn't like it. I, I've it's a very well-crafted film. Uh, I did not watch it. I, I did it's not, like not as good. This is going to shock you. It's as the Wrath of, as Red as the Lost Ark. The Wrath of Khan is not as good as Star Wars or The Empire Strikes Back. Okay. But it is better than Return of the Jedi. Mm. <laughs> but listen, listen, listen. Okay, I like Blake's opinions. Uh, even the, though he's the, wrong the way you're the big wrong news, a lot. Since we're talking about 80s movies, is Steven Spielberg is going to do Ready Player One. Uh, yes, that is big news. That's you're right, huge, sir. man. Sure, it's 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 news. Yep. Uh, Have you read that book? Have you? Nope, I never did. I tr I uh, I had a plan to read it at some some point, and mm -hmm. then I, n I never did. I do read. I know you read voraciously. I uh, voraciously. I, I read it. Uh, oh, you read it? Uh, but through uh, books on tape. Oh, that was back when we had our eye operation. Yes, yes. So yeah. that's that's how I consumed. Do you remember it? Ready Player One. Yes, it was very cool. It was a good story. It was all about jumping into virtual reality and being hyper competitive and so funny. Uh, lots we, of video game connections. We both were just in this sort of nether world where we couldn't really see. Yep. And we just listened to a book on tape. Yep. And you picked that book, and I think I picked uh, the Steve Jobs book. But listen, mm. uh, that was funny because when I was laying in bed the whole time. This hand kept grabbing my penis. What? <laughs> I didn't know what it. Where's that hand coming from? I realized it was my hand. <laughs> oh, when you did, when you had your LASIK surgery? Yeah. Okay. I was like, why? That's why am a good I feeling story. a weird hand that's, in the dark? That's it's, that's such a great story. So, get out of my pants! <laughs> oh, oh, that's my hand. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> sorry. Oh man. I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry. Man. If, if when did you turn fifteen? When do I turn 15? <laughs> I'm old. I'm 52, I told you. What did they do to your head when they did this? I was sick. What no, do you mean, no, when no, they did no, my no, hair? Yeah. Oh, this is a nice hairdo. <laughs> hey, do we have any uh, any questions about anything? Well, we have five minutes. Any comments? Yes, we do have about five minutes, okay. and we have a lot of questions. Oh, wow, okay. Um, what do you got? Okay, um, back to Bloodborne real quick. Yes. Somebody, somebody wants to know what uh, your favorite boss battle in it was and what your favorite moment or, or what your favorite moment in general was. Well, we didn't finish. Yeah, I think just getting past that, that so far, just getting past that first big, uh, uh, the big fat dude that's around the corner, that's, that's supposed to kind of guide you and tell you this is how you, uh, you leap out of the way. When you can start taking down that guy uh, effectively, that feels really great. 
And also, there's, there, there are these multiple lumbering giants that you see scattered throughout, and they carry a giant brick. And, oh, yeah. and wasting those guys effectively and easily is so satisfying because they always cough up a couple of blood vials. And then when you take down that giant first boss, it's like, ah! It's so weird. It's though, amazing. Because I know when you play Dark Souls and Demon Souls, you yeah. you would just have, there would be a blood stain on the floor and that would be your remnants, yeah. your experience. Yeah. I can't, I have a hard time finding it. Well, they have to beat the, the they have to be set up in exactly the same way. And you got to take down the bad guy. The one who killed you yeah, the it, previous and, and, time. And they have to respawn in exactly the same kind of conditions as well. So if you bring other people into an area, you won't get your uh, your blood. So that EXP is just gone. It's gone, yeah. That. So yeah, and, it, and it's it's infuriating, but that's that's part of the design. Yeah. You, what you have to do is you have to keep going back to the lanterns and buy lots and lots of Molotovs. So and and level up as much as you can. I also it's chase for the lantern. That should have been the subtitle. Chase for the lantern. I yeah. like that. I like that. Okay, uh, kind of in the same wheelhouse. What is the hardest game you've ever played? This is it right here. This is well. It. You know, I remember when uh, Ninja Gaiden came out, and there was so. I mean, Bloodborne last. But listen, Ninja just Gaiden's relax, great. okay? Yeah. Let me just make my point before you start already judging what I'm okay, trying to right, goddamn all right, say. All right, all right. How do I work with you? I know what you're going to say. I love Ninja Gaiden, and I yeah. just kept chipping away at that game, yeah. too. And I love that game, and I finished it multiple times. Every skill level, cleaned it out, every boss, wiped him out, and I felt such incredible satisfaction from yeah, doing that. that and it is a great game. It yeah. is a wonderful third-person action well, game. Well, and I love how crazy it just gets. Suddenly you're fighting on blimps, and then you're in cities, and there's you robots, have, and there's You like, fight on a blimp. What the hell is yeah. happening? You know? I love that. That's that one was, of the... I mean, but I also think game. sometimes those games come along at a time in your life when you need them. Like, I was pretty oh, lonely. Oh, that's a classic. And and I, they listen, don't make games just, like I'm that. I'm trying though. to finish my point. But we're talking. Just, it's your show. No, Whatever. it's shut Whatever. up. Blah, we're both talking. Finish. Go ahead. That's okay. You, it you were going through your divorce. I was. I was drunk and I was living in Brooklyn. I could have been a character on Girls. <laughs> but Ninja Gaiden came along and rescued you. Okay, somebody wants to know what is your favorite R-rated movie ever made? R-rated Police movie? Academy. And the, the right answer is The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Uh, Terminator 2, probably. Something like that. That's a good uh, choice. Yeah. Some, for some reason, I'm thinking Terminator 2 as well. I don't know why. We're on, this, we're on the same wavelength. Okay. okay. Um, oh, here's a good one. Questions. Somebody wants to know what you think of the Russo brothers directing the Avengers Infinity Wars parts 1 and 2. Yeah. I think they're getting stretched thin already. I think they killed it on uh, Cap 2, and uh, now I'm getting a bit worried because they're... Uh, rumored that they're going to be... Uh, they're, they're bringing a Ghostbusters movie out, right? That's going to be those guys. I think there's something else that they're attached to, and I think that they're uh, also going to be working with Sony on the Spider-Man standalone reboot stuff, and now they're doing the uh, Cap uh, or the Avengers two and three, or, or uh, three and four. Listen, I'm going to put on your superhero bib, <laughs> the lobster bib. All right. Well, I, I make room with the belly. Done. Let's. They're doing Civil War next year. Let's see how they do with that. If Civil War in all of its enormity from the comic series is distilled enough into an incredible two hour plus Captain America movie and they nail it, yeah, I'm all for them taking over Avengers and doing all the other things. 
But uh, yeah, I bought my first Avengers uh, toys, actually. My very first ones. I'll, they'll be on Toy Break next week. Uh, be more for Ruby's Inheritance. Yeah. Maybe not. We won't call it Avent Toy Break. We'll call it Ruby's Inheritance. <laughs> Avengers 2 coming very soon. Can't wait. Okay, this one's for Scott because he loves movie reboot reboots so much. Yes, he does. Um, yeah. What yeah. franchises do you think should be rebooted? Oh, my. What franchise? I mean, I don't know. I... I I mean, I guess that was sarcastic because I, I hate the reboots. Turner and Hooch. Turner and Hooch has got to come back. <laughs> also, Air Bud has been just dormant for too long. Like, <laughs> the, the ground is fertile once again. Let's harvest a new Air Bud movie. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't... You know, I, I mean, there are moments that are great moments, like Paul Verhoeven and his Starship it's Troopers. Verhoeven. I, I say Verhoeven. Okay. I'm from the East. All right. But the, uh, I, and I, you know, part of me has always wanted more of that movie. Then we tried to make a, a sequel and it was pure shit. It yeah. had nothing to do with him. And yeah. None of the craft or, or the sort of well, self awareness that the first movie had. And, and that so, still lives, too. They're still making these CG movies and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I don't know. I think sometimes we just have to be content with this isolated moment where this really worked for them and for us. The actors, I mean, all of it's a gamble. Sometimes the gamble really pays off, and trying to make that gamble pay off a second, third time, it's silly. Well, I think you got to pick the cult successes and, and uh, things that were solid introductions to stuff that didn't really pan out financially so they never kind of went anywhere and there aren't many of those types of movies out there but one that I always think about is The Last Starfighter which I liked a lot I read the film adaptation when that came out and I really dug the idea of being such a killer video game player that you could be you know scooped up by an alien race to join a, uh, a giant intergalactic war I think that's a fantastic concept and with all the modern kind of, and it was also one of the first movies with uh, computer graphics as the uh, special effects component of it. I think today that, that concept would be incredible. Even as a TV show, it would be incredible. You know, uh, I saw It Follows. Yeah. It was very good. It wasn't very good. I just, I still think about it. And I think anytime we see these movies or, or play a video game, that stay and it stays with you for more than three days, yeah. that, or even three hours or three minutes after you walk out of the theater. I think there's something good there. That's I good think point. there's something fantastic in It Follows. It's not a great film, but f as far as horror, that's that's the best so, thing I've seen so in years. So you have no comment on the Last Starfighter? I don't. That I've that never idea. seen the You've Last never Starfighter. Seen that movie? No, I haven't. It was good. It was I'm really honest. Good. I didn't see it. I can't see everything. I actually like that weird one with uh, Dennis Quaid and and uh, Louis Gossett Jr. Who's the alien, and then he has a baby on the on the is that enemy, enemy mine? Oh yeah, I yeah. Remember, we, yeah, we read. The, remember VHS? Yeah, I saw that. Well, on it was VHS. a totally weird movie, but it was good because of the two actors were so strong. Except Louis Gossett Jr. has a baby in it. Okay, it's, I don't want to hear about <laughs> never mention Louis Gossett Jr.'s fake baby on the show again. Blake, what else you got? Let's we got to just rattle uh, off. Okay, a few I think more. we have time for one more. Okay. One more question. All right, oh, that's all. Okay. Okay. So, somebody wants to know, Vic, what you think of Star Citizen. I know you're a friend of Chris Roberts, right? I, I'm not a friend of Chris Roberts, but we've had him on the show before. I'm excited as hell. I uh, I like the concept of space shooters. Elite Dangerous was gorgeous dull a little bit. Uh, it just took forever to get anywhere, but I'm super psyched about the ambition of Star Citizen. And it's good for, for Chris to kind of go back to games in such a big, huge way, you know? So I'm psyched. I, I used to love uh, um, the Free Space franchise was awesome, the old space shooter stuff there. And the TIE Fighter X-Wing series from LucasArts, love that stuff. So I'm really 
And I love Star Raiders back in the day from Atari, and I'm really looking forward to uh, No Man's Sky. But yeah, Star Citizen, I can't wait. Can't wait. Cool. Um, I think that's it, yeah. Um, I'd like to remind everybody to follow us on YouTube and Instagram. Right. Because that, those are very good things to do. <laughs> okay. Follow. Listen to Blake. And listen, well, you know, sorry again for everything you've been through. And thank you to your mom. And thank you to, to you for being who you are. And, and, you know, to your mom who's out there in whatever form yeah. she's in now. Thank yeah. her for everything she's done for you and for all of us. Thanks, brother. Thank you. Yeah, that, this, this episode was uh, for you, Mom. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll be back next week on Vic's Basement, and, of course, we'll be bringing you new EPs every single day. Stitcher! Vic's Basement would like to thank its sponsors, EB Games, Nintendo, Xbox, and Game Launch.